Welcome to Reality Blows. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. I'm Nick Maritato. And this is a podcast all about reality television. It is, Ash. And this podcast in particular, we will be recapping the challenge, Final Reckoning, Season 32. Episode, episode two. two. That's okay. right. That's right. It just aired moments ago. Moments ago. We just got done watching this thing we're very excited to talk about it we also want to go ahead and plug the fact that after we recap the episode we will be reading listener mail uh one of our listeners mike went to a challenge throwdown and he has some facts to report so stick around after the recap okay ash yeah i think we should get right into it let's do it so the episode started with the previously on we're doing that thing from dirty 30 where we have a cast member sort of being like last week something happened but it wasn't me and this was Marie. Yeah, I, I missed this part because I was trying to uh, fart out a half-assed tweet on our Twitter. <laughs> it was it was bad. I was, thought I was going to live tweet. Guys, a little bit in the mind of the podcaster, <laughs> me and Ashley have intentions on t- live tweeting, participating, being real challenge fans. I farted out one Drake gif, gif, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and then that was it. I-, I couldn't muster up the energy. I was too entertained by this episode. Um, yeah, we do want to live tweet always, but we end up just getting consumed Dude, by... Dude, it's so hard. ...what's happening. It's also, um, we are real challenge fans, and so we are just sucked into the drama and the majesty that's happening happening on our television and also the fact that if i miss something i can't report it back to you guys yeah we also i mean spoiler alert we can't rewind on our television so it involves us having to pay very close attention yeah we are uh we're doing a stream off the internet (laughs) not not a legal one i mean we got roku legal legal we we cut cords we're above board we are above board um i i want to say with this episode can i say my gripe before we get into the recap i'm upset because i wanted to see a challenge and an elimination because the first episode we got Um, really, I I guess it was a challenge. It was the first challenge. It was an introduction to the rivals teams, the vendettas teams. Um, but it was sort of chaotic and it wasn't, it wasn't that high stakes. It was like run down to this graveyard and dig somebody up. So it didn't feel fun. So, you know, we had this whole episode last uh, week. It was pretty much house drama. And then this episode this week was pretty much house drama. Yeah. Once again, it was kind of a convoluted episode. I mean, not only one house drama, we have two house dramas yeah. i mean we're gonna get into it but i do agree with you ash i i like when we get the whole shebang on one episode mm-hmm. we get a a daily challenge we get an elimination challenge mm-hmm. and then we get an elimination something like that you know what i mean and uh so far i i do not know what this show what the layout of this show is going to be what's the structure of this thing i mean there it's it seems to be amorphous yeah uh, they're, they're throwing so uh, Let's Ash, can yeah. we start? I, I, I must talk about this. <laughs> okay. Um, so the show opens up at the Redemption House. TJ arrives and he tells um, the, the challengers there who are Jenna, Brittany, Chuck, Josea, Devon, and Jemmy. He tells them, this is the place for you to get information about what's going on in the main house. Uh, quick note here. They were all drinking some sort of neon green liquid. I mean, it was like old school slime. <laughs> 
gamer juice if, uh, for my 80s kids out there. I mean, it was uh, a sh- it had to be alcoholic, oh, no- yeah. knowing these folks. Yeah. But yeah, they were drinking um, something that just the color you don't find in the wild. It you looked know what toxic. I mean? it, yeah. It was like ooze. Yeah. So he uh, TJ takes them into something called the surveillance room, which Nick pointed out is kind of just like the shack of secrets. Yes. From X on uh, the beach. And I did mention this last week. I had guessed on this podcast that this was going to be part of what the Redemption House is. And I didn't want that to be. I don't want you to cannibalize your MTV shows. Leave the Shack of Secrets bullshit to X on the Beach. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. We have so much stuff to work with already. Yeah. You know, troikas and deliberations and this and that. I wasn't thrilled that they're going to be doing this. Yeah, it is kind of, um, you, you know, both of the both shows are fun for different reasons. So, you know, like you said, cannibalizing them, it really is just going to become sort of just like a, a puddle. It's a just going to be one thing. And, yeah. and I also want to note, it was interesting that they had to pass they, 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 the room that this all happens in is wallpapered with MTV logos. Yeah. Which is something you do, I do not think you see on these shows ever. This seems to be something new that they were plastering the network all over this. I thought it was a, a curious choice, in my opinion. Well, let's also, not forget the giant MTV by the balls pool in the last season. Right, the which debtors. was odd, too. We pointed that yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also have one other gripe about this. Okay. Chuck is his name. Yeah. When TJ leaves the room to let them see some things, uh, Chuck goes, thanks, Tej. Chuck has never been on these shows before. You can't throw a Tej down <laughs> on your second episode of a show that you've already almost been eliminated from. You must complete a full challenge before you don't say this full man's name, which is TJ. Yeah, okay? you gotta earn that Tej. You don't drop Tejs like you know the guy. Love you. He said, "Love you, Tej." Come on, bro. Aww. So in the surveillance room, um, TJ shows them the Kayla and Melissa fight. And Jemmy says, uh, TJ, what does this mean? And TJ says, let's just say I wasn't happy. And then that takes us back to the main house 12 hours earlier. We go straight back to 12 hours earlier when TJ is telling Melissa and Kayla that they're both gone. And then there's sort of a, uh, a build up as if he's going to tell Cam and Kaylee that they are also eliminated. But instead, he announced that they will now be partners. Yes, they're partners, which pretty much works. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were they were beefing last season anyway. Um, also, Ash, how is this information honestly going to help the people in the Redemption House with their game or something? I don't know. It just seems like they're like, hey, guess what? Uh, while you guys are chilling here, we're going to let you watch the challenge. Yeah. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they're just doing what we're doing. Yeah. Hanging out, drinking slime, watching the challenge. The only way I could see it being helpful is if like someone cheats on somebody, if like Zach cheats on Jenna maybe. Yeah. Well, but Well, that's what the idea that these aren't just going to be recaps of stuff that we're seeing already on the show. I, I don't know how that's going to help their game yet. And I guess I don't really know what this game is yet. Yeah. It um, is confusing. So who knows? So after um, TJ makes the announcement that Cam and Kaylee will now be partners. We see the Kayla and Melissa exit interviews, and they struck me as very different because Kayla is teary-eyed, you know, in her interview, and she's saying the challenges are learning experiences, and I really messed up, and, like, I feel really bad. This was all about her 
her um, taking this as a moment to learn and grow. And then the cut to Melissa's interview where she was just like, I have nothing to say nice about Kayla. I never want to see her again. My mistake was trying to talk Kayla to her. Kayla is irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> irrelevant. She likes saying irrelevant all the time. You're irrelevant. You're um, irrelevant. Very two different takes on this. So then we're then we go through a bunch of scenes which are just um, challengers socializing at this house. Before we move on, do you think they're gone for good? I do. Yeah, yeah I, I do too. The I way do. Kayla was crying, it seemed like that was for good. Because yeah. when Jenna left, yeah, last that I was like, oh, is she gone for good? Probably not. But she was not crying. She was like, I can't believe I made this mistake. And I'm like, they're hanging too much on your interviews if you're gone for good. Yeah. And this was kind of like seemed like the door is closed. Yeah. I mean, Kayla got punched in the face. I think if you get if someone punches somebody in the eye, both, you know, people got to go home. And unfortunately, Kayla uh, struck the first blow with Kayla that big shove. First... I mean, that was a shove. That, that was wasn't a shove. A, that wasn't a push. That was a shove. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm bummed because I think both of them would have been so fun on this season. Things will, yeah, things will not be the same without them. Yeah, that's a loss for all of us. So we're back at the main house. Like I said, this is just a series of socializing. Um, most of this episode was people socializing. Most of it was fillers. And this uh, starts with a balcony scene. There are lots of balconies in this house. Yeah, so there, it seems like there might be 16 to 28 balconies <laughs> I've in this never house. seen so many balconies. So um, Car Maria and Polly are flirting. You know, she has on like a cute little Wonder Woman outfit. And he's like, should I go put on my Batman outfit or? Who was it? The superhero? Superman. Because you're Wonder Woman. And they're just, they're doing like, um, they're, they're just, I don't know, testing each other's boundaries, shall we say? I think they're flirting is yeah. what that is. Yeah. And then Brad shows up and he, uh, he, Brad, let's not forget, is partnered with Kyle, Cara Maria's ex. Brad shows up on this balcony and he asks Cara uh, what she really thinks of Kyle. And she says he's a snake and I don't trust him. And she also like immediately looked like she was about to cry. Like it, yeah. it, it was odd that Brad decided to walk out there with Polly sitting, standing there. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell whether or not that was a produced moment where somebody was like, go talk to him about, her about Kyle right now. That's what we're doing here. Right. Or it was Brad uh, really playing his game, which is like, I need to find out who wants me to leave this house immediately. Yeah. And it could have been that as well, because Brad is he is, if anything, determined to win the challenge. I mean, this guy wants to be a champ so hard right now in this era. And uh, I feel like he me all he's doing is thinking about game, Brad. He's not doing anything else, especially with Brittany not being in this house. Yeah. Well, he has the history to play the game. You know, he has the experience to play the game. And he also has two kids. And I feel like kids are huge motivational factors for yeah. a lot of these challengers. Um, when Brad comes out and he's talking to Cara Maria, da- Nick looks at me and goes, Brad is just really looking Looking like a dad. He really lo- he just looks different than everybody else. I mean, his shorts are too long. He's wearing <laughs> black like dad sneakers with white dad socks. Uh, the way he wears his hat backwards is like, look, I I can fit in. I'm wearing my hat backwards. And then he looks around. He realizes nobody wears their hat backwards anymore. I know. And the guy's not old. He's like in his mid thirties. Yeah, but I mean, in this in this crew, I mean that that's a generation. That's a senior citizen. That, well, it's just a, you're just a different gen. So then that takes us to another balcony where um, Faith and Johnny are talking about who his potential partner will be. Uh, because let's not forget, Johnny still does not have a vendetta that he is partnered with. Right. And uh, they're making it seem like it was a planned thing and that it has something to do with how the game is laid out. 
Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't have a partner, and I'm confused about it. But um, I don't think it was planned, and I, I, I do think I don't know. I, I we didn't know who his partner was going to be. I know there's spoilers online, but um, I wasn't fully informed. I'm usually fully informed, but with this season, I have kind of pulled back a little bit with knowing beforehand. But you did tell me that the reason his vendetta was not there was for a specific reason. I said I thought it was for a reason, and it hadn't been. Been confirmed so you know what we'll just leave that we'll leave that on the table okay we but i think it. you're i think you're right because later and this is a spoiler for this podcast i guess we find out who his vendetta is but there is no rhyme or reason why he didn't show up day one yeah there it, unless you're it, we're trying they're making it look like got a spot like johnny he's got the most vendettas boy oh boy who's it gonna be and it, it builds anticipation has nothing to do with so far with how this game is played, it doesn't um, impact the game in any uh, uh, abnormal way. Yeah. And honestly, it just gave him a pass from the first challenge where he didn't have to be eliminated. Right. He couldn't be eliminated. It's anyway. So, I think they should have. If there really was something that went wrong. Yeah. And they had to. They should have called it out. It would have made a lot more sense in the show. So what I had heard was that uh, you know Johnny's vendetta came to South Africa and then had a family emergency and had to return back to the states right which i think is it, it seems to be true it because has to be like nick is saying the fact that johnny doesn't have a vendetta doesn't make any sense it makes no if he had a vendetta the game is being played on the show at this point the yeah. game would be being played the exact same way except johnny wouldn't have a huge advantage in that first elimination right so they're talking about who his possible vendetta could be that's going to show up and it's like will it be sarah will it be wes will it be devin will it be tony um you know johnny's got a lot of great players for them to pick from so whoever his vendetta is going to be it's going to be a stacked team so then that takes us away from the balcony into the kitchen where shane is um shane is giving us some shade he says johnny's sun has set this is a new age he's no longer cool he's trying to run around and be relevant but let's face it buddy your time is over right now shane's Arguably from the same gen, but Shane has like made it in with he the has. young cast. He has, and he has. Yeah, he's he's with the lavender ladies. You know, there he's he's a part of the um, the young ladies who are really killing it in this game. That takes us to drum roll, please. Bing, bum, bum. A commercial, and then when we come back from <laughs> commercial, we are immediately in the bathroom of the main house, and Natalie is going up to Johnny and saying, "Like, are we just gonna like fight this whole season? Are we not gonna talk?" And Johnny is difficult here. She approaches him to smooth things over, and he's like, "Oh, that's up to you, little lady." I think he says, "Young lady." Oh, yeah. This well, is. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't really understand what was going on in the scene. What What happened right before they went on the show that he's that she's he's holding against her. Johnny seems to be very upset that Natalie um, stopped following him on social media. Right. And over what? She stopped following him because you'll remember um, last season, Johnny and Natalie had a showmance. They were together. Maybe as a power move was kind of confusing. Um, and then Nelson and Kaylee were hooking up. But apparently Kaylee and Johnny had also hooked up. Right. Okay. Remember Devin, Devin sat on that secret. No, I know because they hooked up a little bit at a bar at some point. Yeah. And it was the downfall of Johnny really last season. So what I think happened is that during the 
filming of um, Vendetta's, Johnny was like, this is all bullshit. You don't have anything to worry about. Like, this is bullshit. Devin's just making this up. And then I think when it was being shown, you know, when uh, we were watching it in, in the States, she saw, Natalie saw that they did, in fact, hook up. Hmm. And then I think she unfollowed him on all social media. Ah, and okay. I think Johnny's can't handle that. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. This scene just was awkward. And they were trying to explain their beef. But then that took us to um, Natalie saying that Kay- she has a problem with Kaylee because uh, Kaylee outed her as a lesbian on social media. And they showed the caption and it just said, LOL, she's a lesbian. Right. And, and it was caption of a picture of just Johnny and Natalie like hanging out by the pool. Yeah. 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 So And then she says I didn't I hadn't uh, um yeah, she says she's pansexual. Yeah. She says that uh she hadn't come out fully to her full her her family at that time and it caused a lot of uh trauma in her life. Yeah. So she's having this conversation at the pool with Cam. Um, or, you know, she's talking with Cam there. And then that takes us to everyone in the living room. I mean, this is just, when I was taking notes, I just feel like I'm just taking notes on social interaction after social interaction yeah, after nothing, social interaction. Yeah, uh, n- nothing like physical happens until like about the second half of this episode. So now we're in the living room. Uh, Polly and Cara Maria are kind of cuddled up. And then Kyle comes over there and he's trying to get in the between them. And Faith is like, they're the Illuminati triangle or they're the Bermuda Triangle. Anyone who gets involved can't get out. And, you know, we just got to love Triangle happening. Yes. Um, and then we learn, you know, well, we already knew, but the point was driven home that Kyle and Faith are, in fact, hooking up. Bingo, bango, bravo. So then we are back. Um, there's another moment. We're still in this living room, but time has clearly passed. And Cara Maria's upset and Polly's giving her a pep talk. And he's like. Also, Faith calls her Cara Marie in yeah. this scene. There's a lot of Cara Marie. Tri- that's going to ramp up that now that Marie is Cara Maria's yeah. uh, teammate because that's just going to get confusing. Yeah. So Cara Maria's upset. Polly's saying, You're allowing him to occupy space in your mind. He's renting space in your mind, but he's not paying rent. And then Marie comes in and she's like, you know what? This is why we are vendettas because you're acting like you don't care, but you clearly do care. Like just express your feelings. And that's when I noticed that lovely Marie was rocking the same earrings that I have from my FabFitFun subscription box. Yes, Ashley, (laughs) you know, something happened while we were watching this show. She piped up. She did like a touchdown dance and said, Fat Fit Fun Earrings. And I was like, okay. Ashley's, uh, you're subscribed to, um, what, 65 boxes a month? No, I just have one. Just one box. It's my Fat Fit Fun. You whittled it down to one box. Yeah. You were going box crazy for a while. Listen, subscription boxes are fun until you realize you actually already have enough stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of throwing money down a hole. Really? we could just use that box yeah to store we could use that things. box um so then we have another commercial we're back we're at the poolside cam and natalie uh are talking cam says natalie is a threat because she hates kaylee which takes us to the redemption house um jenna is talking about how she does not want to be in the redemption house she wants to make it back to the main house she's saying she's 
she's earned her way back from a redemption house before she tackled Amanda. And they show that scene from Dirty 30, which is not her tackling Amanda. If we know the truth, which we all do, it's that Amanda put up an hours long fight on that platform above the water. Right. And uh, they keep showing this scene. I mean, clearly it's got to come down to the two of them at some point, a head to head battle, uh, some redemption for Amanda. I don't know, but they're really building that beef. Yeah, they really are. So then that takes us to Brittany and Chuck in the redemption house talking it out at the kitchen table. They're two axe lovers. They have a sordid past. Yeah. Uh, he walked out on her. They were in love. They met on Are You the One? They were together for two years. He cheated on her. As a matter of fact, I believe you and I listened to a 15 minutes of blame courtesy of the Brain Candy podcast with the wonderful uh, Sarah and uh, Susie. And wasn't she talking about the relationship of her, between her and Chuck? Didn't Chuck, like, leave her, like, in the middle of the night or yeah, something? Yeah, he did something <laughs> like, shady. Like, they, like, got an apartment together, and then, like, she was moving her stuff in, and all of a sudden Chuck, like, left a note, like, I'm out. Like, it was like a, it seems like he, like, did her, like, very dirty yeah. when, when they broke up. Yeah. He doesn't seem like that great of a guy. I mean, I didn't watch his season, but um, I think walking out on anybody is a low move, so. He's got a strike against him in my mind. But what about that soul patch? <laughs> Chuck's done. Um, so Dunzo. This is just like a heated moment. And then there is another commercial. And then we're back. And uh, this is all about Jenna and Jemmy have written a report card for Brittany and Chuck. It's all about how they still have feelings for each other. It's a report card over their fight. Um, And this whole point of the scene is to tell us that they still like each other. Well, yeah, I believe that Jemmy and Jenna are trying to say that there is sexual chemistry and sexual tension between the love scorn duo of Chuck and Brittany. Not only that, Jemmy goes into an interview and she says, I want everybody to know, including Brad, including Brittany, including Chuck, that there is feelings between Brittany and Chuck. This is what is confusing to me is that this is the second episode. Why is it so much fluff? It seems like so much filler. Nick, th- explain to me why. Uh, I believe it's because re- as of recent, they've been trying to pop extra episodes out of this. The last two seasons, one, Vendetta's definitely. Remember, we were like, oh, this is probably wrapping up. And it was like around episode eight because they would wrap up around 10. And then they'd, they'd get to about 12 or 13 episodes in all with shit they didn't show and reunion, two-part reunions. and But, but last season, there was like 18 episodes or something. And uh, I think they've decided, MTV has decided that this is a moneymaker, this is a ratings grabber, and we have to stretch this motherfucker out as long as possible, long enough to film the next series so we can sort of daisy chain these things and link them up. So I think they were trying to pop out, like, I mean, think about it. We It feels like it's been two days in the house and we have two full episodes. That's rare. Yeah. You don't get an episode a day. I mean, they're there for a long time. So I have a feeling we're in we're in for the long haul. On mm. this show, which I like. I mean, I, w- I want as much Final Reckoning as possible. Does that mean we won't get a final until 2019? 
No, okay. Ashley. I'm just making a Come pre- on. <laughs> I just wanted to say it on the pod in case it happens. So then we're back at the main house. Everyone's in the living room. Angela from the Bad Girls Club and X on the Beach walks in. She has a clue from TJ. Everyone throws pillows at her. She loses her shit. And we see that uh, this is a thing that they do. Uh, the person who comes in with the first clue always gets pill- pelted with pillows, as mm-hmm. Johnny says. Mm-hmm. So Johnny apparently set this up. So uh, they throw. And she just can't handle it. I mean, it's fun for a second. She's kind of running in and out. And then when she starts finally, somebody hits her square in the face with a yeah. pillow. I will say that it didn't seem as fun these days to pelt a woman with pillows right I in the agree. face. Uh, it did seem embarrassing and it seemed like it may have hurt. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I didn't think it was that much fun. It seemed aggressive. It did. And then they showed, you know, um, a, a scene, a couple of scenes of this happening in the past. And one of them was Sarah Rice. And they pelted her with pillows so hard in one. I felt really bad for her in yeah. retrospect. Um, you know, Johnny's a, a bit abusive uh, with this <laughs> stuff. So uh, I don't know. I, and, and then uh, she gets upset. She freaks out, you know, and she starts crying. She runs out of the room into the bathroom. Johnny follows her. Yeah. And Johnny Johnny in his interview goes, um, uh, you know, she's she's really hot. So I knew I had to go apologize. Yeah. Yeah. He and actually called her beautiful. Beautiful. Which was in which I don't think I've ever heard Johnny say someone's beautiful. It's usually yeah. hot. Yeah. She's hot. Uh, so then she comes back and she gives us the clue, which is basically like, uh, get ready for tomorrow. It's going to be, it's going to be a wrecking day. And she's like, wrecking spelled with a W. You're going to, she's like, hi, I'm back with the clue. Uh, tomorrow, get ready to get wrecked. Wreck is spelled with a W. Okay, fine. And she like, walks away. <laughs> and that was so funny. By the way, wreck is spelled with a W. Um, what do these clues do? I guess nothing. Never did a goddamn thing. You never solve a clue and get anything. It's yeah. just for a fun moment on the show. Yeah. I don't know if it fits in the show anymore. It feels dated. It, it's it's kind of, I think we maybe have moved past this a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it used to be a lot of fun. I mean, um, you know, in Challenge Past, they would do, uh, because it was like really the most staged moment on these shows. Yeah. Um, hey, we got a clue. Uh, it would get more insane and more insane. And like when people were having a lot of fun in the house and kind of going crazy. We got a clue. People would be popping out of like different areas. Right. You know, they'd have like uh, synchronized dances and cheers and yeah. calls and responses. They're not really getting, nobody's go- acting a fool like that on these shows. No anymore. one's getting goofy. Everybody's kind of just worried about their Instagram numbers. Yeah. And like trying to look like camera ready. Yeah. And uh, no one is letting it all hang out in that way to be silly and goofy. People are not having fun. Not basically. in this, not in this aspect ratio. Not in this aspect ratio. Also, I felt like the old We Got a Clue was also a sidekick commercial. Do you remember those little, the sidekicks? Yes. Where be like, oh, we got a clue on our sidekick. Yeah, no, they're not plugging <laughs> phones anymore. Yeah, you don't have to have commercials for phones anymore because every, because iPhone won. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's over. So we learned that we're going to have a daily and then we go to the daily. Thank goodness. Could not have been more excited. I think it's like 40 minutes into the show at this point. And uh, the daily starts with TJ uh, announcing that we're finally going to figure out who's John, who Johnny, Johnny's partner is going to be. So much build up to this moment. We kept getting little flashes of his partner running towards us and um, just the calves. And we were trying to base who the partner was based on the legs. Immediately, I was like, it's a lady. 
Yeah, he <laughs> thought it was a lady. That's the first thing I said was it, it's a lady. Because just because there was the slim legs. Slim legs, yeah. tan. Yeah. Um, And then we're like, okay, well, I don't know. Ashley's like, I don't think it's a lady. It was The legs weren't running lady-like or and, le- weren't running like a lady. And then Ashley thought it was Devin. I, I thought it was Tony based on the tan. I thought it was Devin based on the calf size. Yeah, skinny <laughs> legs. Yeah. And, and it turned out to be... Tony. Tony. And there's this whole thing about like, what is Tony time? I guess it's Tony time. Yeah, Josh says that Tony can't even tell time. Yeah, Josh is really throwing a lot of, uh, what are the word, barbs at Tony. All the girls are happy to see Tony. All the guys are like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You got Tony and Johnny on the same team. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like... Uh uh, Tony knew that Johnny was going to be on his team until he ran out there. So then he lines up with the teal T-shirt on behind Johnny, um, and it's awkward. It's awkward. Johnny goes to shake his hand, and Tony does not budge. He's just like, yeah, yeah, kind of like smiles at him. He's like, hey, what's up, man? And uh, it, it, Tony also looks uncomfortable in this scene. Yeah, Tony doesn't seem to be that happy to be there. Right. Um, and then we learn what the daily is going to be. It's called Wreck Yourself. It looks so cool. I want to do this so bad. I love the design of this. There are six platforms um, and a bunch of rings hanging in the middle, uh, suspended above the air. And then you jump. You're you're in a one partner is in a um, a cord vest situation, so that they're suspended above the ground. You jump from your platform, you try and grab as many rings as you can of your team's color, come back to the platform, and whoever gets the most rings um, wins. There's two heaps. Two heats. The first heat. (laughs) It's back, baby. It's back. The heap heat debate. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? Heat sounds weird. Anyway, so there's two heats. Not as, uh, you know, heap doesn't sound weird at all. It's a heap of people. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Yeah, I know you proved your point last time, last season. So it's two heats. Whoever wins the first heat goes on to the second heat. I'm not entirely sure this is fair and it seems like a strange move because the team who won the first heat might have like a great you know um first round and then have a bad second round as you know oh sorry ash i didn't want to talk over you um as even though i always do (laughs) yeah that's my life um i as you know i don't really pay (laughs) attention to the rules of the games and everything so by the time that they were playing i was confused by the fact that like why there had to be the first heap and that the (laughs) the winners of the first heap just heat but oh, excuse me. <laughs> the winners of the of the first heat then just compete in the second heat. It was like it was like, yeah. but not all. You know, it was like, why did certain people get an advantage of only having to, to you know, like it was confusing. Uh, there can only be one winner, and the winners were being done by how many rings you got, so it couldn't be like a time based thing. And I don't know. I I I did not like the fact that one team advanced to the next round. Right, but you know what? This challenge actually got a lot of giggles out of everybody, including myself. I loved myself. this challenge. My favorite part of this challenge, though, is right before it started when Tony says to Johnny, "You're gonna have to carry this man. I'm fresh off the plane and super hungover." <laughs> <laughs> team Smoke. Team Smoke. Uh, yeah, this is a really fun challenge. I would love to have been a part of it. Um, what happens in the first round is that Kyle and Brad win. The second round, uh, they're going now up against uh, Johnny and Tony. And I would say this is tense, th- these teams. We've also got Shane and Nelson in that second round. We also have Derek and Tori in that second round. Derek and Tori are a mess. A mess. 
Um, you want to tell them what Johnny said about Derek, which you thought was so spot on? Yeah, he said that uh, Derek is like when you're going, uh, when you're buying a car and it looks great in the parking lot, and uh, then you take it out on the road and it immediately breaks down. Yeah. A lemon is what yeah. we're saying. I agree. I mean, he looks like a physical uh, dude. He, he doesn't look too small. Uh, he's built. He's in good shape. The man is a flop. Yeah. The man is a dud. And boy, oh boy, did he duddly dud floppity flop on this one. It was hilarious. He was just um, really grasping at straws for a basic concept of the game. He didn't seem to understand that he needed to identify a ring before launching himself off the platform. And (laughs) and launch is a pretty strong word for what he was doing. I mean, he was kind of slipping off the platform Uh and then kind of uh, flailing. Tori was mad. Yeah, poor Tori. She's uh, she's 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 uh, locked into some sort of a hell there. Yeah, she really is. I would hate to be partnered with him, and she's a very solid competitor. Oh, also, I forgot to mention that in the first round, Angela and um, Faith. They got 10 rings? They got nine, nine rings, rings? And, and Brad and Kyle got 11 rings. So, yeah. I mean, they, they, they did very, very well. Yeah, that was great. So, Johnny and Shane get tangled up in this second heat, which was really funny. Enjoyed that. Amanda and Veronica had gotten tangled up in the first heat. Not as fun, because in the first heat, CT was just, like, upset with Veronica that she got tangled up. Right. And whenever CT is upset, I start to get a little upset. Right, and it's interesting you say that because uh, Veronica actually, in an interview while she's tangled up, she says that you know uh, a couple of months ago she had a dream, and uh, she rarely dreams, so when she does, it's important. And in that dream, she was paired up yeah. with none other than CT. Yeah, and that dream became a nightmare because she said she cannot handle the pressure that it would be. To be his partner on yeah. one of these things. And that dream, that nightmare came true, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And uh, she's just not having a good time out there with him. No. I, the Both of them look pretty uncomfortable being each other's partners. They do not seem happy at all. Also, that like bullshit math uh, that uh, CT was doing, it was like between the two of us, we got 25 seasons, five wins, seven if you count champs versus stars. By the way... I very much appreciated that by CT because he separated the champs versus stars wins from the actual wins. Mm. And that's what you do when you're an actual champion. Mm. You don't tack those on. Okay. You don't tack those on. And he's trying to say that just because that they, first of all, most of those challenge wins, I'm pretty sure maybe all of them except one maybe is all CT. So he's like, I did, I've been on the show for a long time. So has she, I've won. She not really, we're going to, we might do this. Like, you know what I mean? And then he actually says, uh, he looks at he looks at her and goes as long as somebody as long as she we take it serious and then stares at Veronica and Veronica kind of looks strange and she's like are we done here and then, yeah. and then he's like are you going to take it serious and she's like I am and right there you're like boy the pressure is on for Veronica yeah Amanda and Veronica getting tangled up in the first heat was not fun because I felt bad for Veronica because I knew that CT was going to be upset with her Johnny and Shane getting tangled up was fun because it's like oh they're they're the ones that would give their partner shit the the ones that got tangled up in that second heat Johnny and Shane get tangled up and it's while Tony and Johnny are doing fantastic at that point they have 10 rings Uh, they look like they're on a par to uh, 
possibly beat uh, Kyle, Bra- and Kyle and Brad. And uh, Kyle and Brad are doing fantastic in this one, too. And then that tangle up with Shane. And honestly, and and I know no one's going to let us know if that's the truth, but uh, I it looked to me like Shane grabbed Johnny's wire and tangled himself with Johnny. I do not put it past Shane, and I thought it was actually a good move. Yeah. Uh, and, and really is the unsung hero on that because without that uh you know and i guess this tells us who wins uh brad and tony would have won but but who won that um kyle and brad kyle and brad are the winners uh, unanimous winners of that of this uh yeah challenge. It, ca- it came down to a time situation because kyle and brad and tony and johnny had gotten the same number of rings so then tj was like well we have to figure out who got those rings the quickest and because of the tangled up uh dilemma then that turned out that kyle and brad had got those rings correctly you know what you might be on to something with this shane conspiracy because when you said it while we were watching it i was like let me just leave me alone i'm trying to watch the show and take notes and i don't have time for conspiracy (laughs) theories right now now welcome to my life (laughs) and then now listening to you talk about it i wouldn't put it past shane he's good at being this is his shit this is what he's good at does yeah he's good at being like hey listen me and nelson if we're not winning and you guys are winning we'll i'll make sure to mess up johnny as long as you don't vote us in bing bang boom yeah, and uh, so what do you guys think? Did that happen? Did that not happen? I don't know. We'll better find out. So Brad and Kyle are getting along great. We see them after their win. They're just beaming. These two are so happy. Then we immediately cut to Tori and Derek. Tori is pissed. She's like crying. She's so upset. <laughs> Derek's like confused and scared. <laughs> He's like, the rings were around. I was trying to grab. Uh, uh. And she actually says, you know, the, the best thing about this is we may actually look like the motherfucking layup team right yeah. now. They may keep us around because we suck so bad, Derek. And Derek's like, all right. <laughs> all right, fine. Oh, you know, man. he didn't know what to say. So then um, we learn, so after we learn that Kyle and Brad have won, we learn that the two teams that came in last were Tori and Derek and Amanda and Zach. And then, you know, historically speaking, if you come in last, that means you're going straight to the elimination. You're in. Pack your bags. But TJ said, um, hey, if you didn't win this. You lost this, motherfucker. You're not safe. You might be up for elimination. And that's where the the episode ended. And then we got a little teaser into next week, which was um, the place where they're going to be having elimination is called the Armageddon. It's like the Epcot ball cut in half. <laughs> and there are they're standing on light boxes. I can't yeah. tell what's going on, yeah. but people seem stressed. Um, and they keep saying something like, who do you want to get revenge on? Like there's a yeah. whole there seems to be. And then they keep. We also know from, uh, you know, extended trailers that if uh, we keep hearing uh, TJ with this voiceover, if 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 you um, if you want somebody out, you better be prepared to take them out yourself. So we can only assume that whoever Kyle and Brad choose. Yeah, they're going to have to go in and knock them out. Yeah, uh, we don't know if that mean if they lose, that means they get knocked out, which I can almost assume that's the thing and we also don't know if they're gonna have this information before they make that choice i don't think they will Ooh, that's gonna be tough mm. um so that was the episode guys so excited to have be back in a challenge yeah. season it, it feels, feels so good. good i mean we have some complaints but i love to complain oh, about this show i love it i was excited all day i was mm-hmm. like today's the day a new final reckoning episode so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna read uh some viewer mail listener mail oh, what 
whatever. <laughs> they listen to the podcast. Mm, do they? So one of our listeners went to a challenge throwdown, and they sent us a full report that we read earlier this week on our Monday show. Yes. So we read that and we discussed it. We're not going to get into it now because we already talked about it and went into a lot of details. But then they sent us. But um, if you are interested, it's the it's the show where we talk about the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. So that and Floribama. Was, and Floribama. Um, so, uh, if you're, if you're interested in the first part of this, please uh, go there. And if you're not listening to those episodes anyway, you better listen to all our episodes. I mean, they're so good. They're great content. And we discussed that at the top of the show on that episode. So that was our most recent episode after this one. Before. Before this one. So, um, we had, so our, our, our listener, Mike, he then gave us a follow-up email with a couple more details that him and his girlfriend remembered from this challenge throwdown in Orlando. Uh, so I'll just get right into it. So these are, these are the details he sent to us today. So he said that when he was talking to Jemmy, he asked her about her tattoo on the on her shoulder. She has four little stars on her shoulder and he asked if it was from Dragon Ball Z and she said no, it was not, but she might go with that from now on. Um, I Shout out to Mike if he's a Dragon Ball Z fan. I understand. Those Dragon Balls, they have little stars for numbers. We I know exactly what the, what you meant. Good ref. <laughs> Good ref. Then he says that his girlfriend was talking to Nelson, and they discovered that seven people from Nelson's Are You the One season have made it onto the challenge. That's Amanda, Brittany, uh, uh, Cheyenne, Devin, Chuck, Hunter, and Nelson. Very interesting. I'm curious about what the stats are up against the other seasons. I don't think anyone else besides Tori and Cam. Interesting. Oh, maybe Elise, Alicia. Alicia. Yeah, but um, it just seems to be that they cast they cast from one season heavily well because that was the season that they needed people and they were like okay this is remember that was the season where like they were basically telling us on the internet that this is the new feeder show yeah this is going to be the new real world kind of this is where we're going to be getting challengers from so that's season three of are you the one uh a season i'd like to go and watch i haven't seen it but nick saw it oh i've seen it um so then mike told us that he went out back and tony was outside uh, with others smoking a cigarette. Team smoke. <laughs> Tony, he, time to smoke. <laughs> he FaceTime Leroy for just a minute. So I guess mm. they're good now after I, the way Vendetta's that went That makes down. me feel good. Those guys were beefing in a real strange way. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that they've they've uh, buried the hatchet. They also seem like the kind of guys who would be friends outside yeah, of the show. Yeah, come on, man. They're two bros. They're, yeah. they, they, they're, two, they, they're two very affable guys. Yeah, they're very likable. So I'm. we're both happy to hear that Tony... Tony was FaceTiming Leroy, and then when Tony went back inside, he took a sip out of Mike's drink. Oh, my God. First of all, I hope you took that straw out of the drink, uh, uh, sanitized it, and then framed that motherfucker. Um, as it was being delivered, and then he said that the bar got him a new straw. Oh, okay, good. Um, it's funny how we on this podcast, how the cycle we have gone through with Tony, we have gone through liking him, pulling for him, completely not liking him, not being into this redemption um journey that MTV was putting him on back to liking him again. Actually, you realize, we talked about this already. We realized what turned it. He the- ate a bowl of mayonnaise <laughs> and all of a sudden we're super fans of this guy. <laughs> oh my God. It he takes- ate a bowl of mayonnaise and he liked it. It takes so little to turn us. And then finally from Mike, he said that Zach had a small black eye that we didn't notice until afterwards. Redditors spotted it in photos. And then when we looked back on our photos, we saw it as well. 
Trouble in Paradise. Yeah, you think Jenna clocked him? Maybe, <laughs> no. maybe she's tall. I feel like Zach is the kind of guy that would get heated and get in like a brawl with a stranger. I don't know. I think a female beat him up from from him uh, offending her in some way. Oh, you think so? I don't know. No, He's... Jenna would never punch Zach. I don't know what's going on over Jenna there. I don't think Jenna has ever punched anybody in her life. Mm. Um, you guys, that's been the podcast. Yes, Thank it has. you so much for listening. Please rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, follow us on Twitter at RealityBlowsPod. You can email us at RealityBlowsPodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, Ashley B. Roberts, and Nick's on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. As always, Nick, may, do you have something to say? Yeah, <laughs> may, may, may the TJ be with you. And also with you. Oh, traditional. <laughs> I like it.